You're listening to The Soju Sessions, episode 69 on the Soju Talk Nation podcast feed. I'm your host, Crispy, also known as Crispy Wanton, or simply just Anton. And on today's show, Koro, Koro-sensei, returns to the show to discuss Nyan, her solo debut with Im Nyan, or I'm Nyan. Uh, we do a deep dive on the album, um, an album discussion, a track-by-track um, journey of the story that was kind of woven with every one of the songs, um, her vocal performance, and kind of just what, what it made us feel, right? Kind of the why of it all. So um, just really happy to, to dig deep into this album. Spoilers, we loved it, but we really get into the why of it all. Um, at the end, we also get into Koro's Dreamcatcher concert recap. Um, yes, uh, concerts are back. Dreamcatcher is touring, and they have just completed their first stop in New York City. Uh, Coro was um, kind enough to share his experience and stories, and it was, you know, an incredible thing to listen to. And I, I really uh, encourage you all to um, kind of sink in and let the experience wash over you, because uh, you know it's just really good to have K-pop back in the real world. Um, especially here in the States, especially as um, things um, are starting to open up and really feel normal again to have our favorite groups in person, right? So um, all good stuff. Just a great conversation overall. So yeah, just uh, good to have Koro back. All right, let's get into it. Coming up, my chat with Koro on Imnayan, an album discussion on the Soju Sessions. Joining Soju Sessions, um, a man who's not been on the show in quite some time, um, an enormous Twice fan, um, one who is a an anime expert on the server, the one and only Koro Sensei joins the show. Welcome to the show, sir. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me once again. It's been a minute, but um, I couldn't figure out uh, an artist out there that probably more deserving of the return. Not that it's anything grand, but uh, this this will be pretty fun. The grand return of Koro Sensei. No man, you, you gotta live it up. You you are a legend on the server. You're very well known. So uh, I think uh, I think I think the audience. I think the the Soju Talk Nation is uh, excited to see that you're back. Come on, man, give yourself some credit. <laughs> we, we do have fun. We do have fun. For real. Um, no, uh, when the... Well, so we're here to discuss uh, Im Nayan, um, her solo debut, her solo debut, her release. Um, it came out June 23rd, 2022, so just a week ago. And as soon as the album came out, for me, it was still in the evening on the West Coast, so I had some time to kind of digest it before going to bed. And as a whole, as a complete package, I kind of loved it. I was just like, oh, this is it. Um, I remember getting a ping from you saying, uh, this is an Ariana Grande song. This is an Ari song. I was like, oh, okay. So we're doing this. And um, I just dove in and I couldn't think of anyone else to get on the show after you had messaged me that. It's like, hey, man, I don't have a, a plan next week. I need a plan. I got to have you on. We got to do this. So we're doing a full album discussion, recap, review of Imnayan. Um, from twice 
And uh, yeah, we're just gonna jump right into everything, everything. So, uh, Koro, um, what are your initial thoughts and feelings of Nyan solo debut? Her front and center um, as the sole musician for uh, for music. Uh, what are your What are your thoughts about um, this lovely lady? Jim Nyan, what a, what a what a start! What a start! Not just to her solo career but to the potential solo careers of twice members as a whole uh, i thought i enjoyed the song a lot i'll be honest when the snippets were coming out all you really hear was this the the pop 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 part like in all the snippets just here and there and in the lead up to the release i was a bit iffy on it like i didn't like it or dislike it i, I was just like confused about how it'd be implemented in a song um, because JYP is actually pretty, I guess, infamous for spoiling like the mostly the the best section of the song, like before the song releases. That's kind of their thing. Um, so the fact that this one felt more like mysterious in the lead up, which I think was definitely beneficial for the first Twice solo debut. I was I was very interested to see how it turned out, and unlisten was all it took. I was sold. I was definitely sold. And it's not hard to be sold because Nyan is born for this. Yeah. Um, I have a different experience with K-pop recently in that um, I'm a little bit more disconnected. I kind of just experience it as it comes. So I only heard about her solo maybe a week before it actually came out. Um, I sorry crew i kind of don't really listen to the news anymore just because uh, i like the music discussion i like your state of the nation it's just when i'm doing stuff in the background i just like sometimes i i zone out i apologize um but for me i'm i've kind of accepted that i, I want to be surprised with music releases right i want to uh kind of experience things as they come and um not really build up a, an expectation with uh, any of the teasers and this is just my process you know everyone has their own ways of enjoying it power to you all i really appreciate that you guys all post photos of stuff because i still like the visual aspect of things uh, but for me um seeing nyan um kind of built building up in that week and then it coming out i didn't even know it was coming out on thursday i just saw the ping and i was like i'm, I'm here for this i want this um so I think ultimately, I think it was a great choice. I think she's, uh, you know, the center of Twice. She has all the character. She she has a smile that will uh, carve a place out into your heart and soul just on one look. And if there was ever a music video or a song or a concept that encapsulates that smile, uh, the 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 rabbit, if you will, um, it's kind of the song. Um, a lot of elements of the song, I would say. Uh, Koro, what did you think about pop, um, the song, the music video, the color? Um, how do you feel like this brought out Nyan as a soloist? I felt like this song, I guess this slightly gets into uh, what the crew discussed. Only a little bit, just a little tease, I guess. But um, I felt like this song is really showing Nyan's color to anyone who possibly didn't know it. Like, I mean, I know that seems kind of crazy to an extent because obviously she's the center of a, a massive group already. But I think it's important for her solo debut and for the first solo debut of a Twice member to come out and show their color 
authentically instead of trying to force a different direction there's there's something natural about her coming out with a song like this that really makes use of her voice in certain sections and i agree in certain sections maybe not as much but i think on top of that the song itself is catchy it has a uh, a fun dance i actually think i was saying this uh, on the discord that the the dance i was worried about because soloist is kind of like a coin cost coin cost coin toss about um whether or not like the dance is going to be just like purely for tiktok or still have like some interesting choreo because like we've heard about the no horizontal movement thing with certain people but um i was saying this like immediately after release that this choreo is actually pretty intricate and has a lot of small detailed movements that are tough to replicate and we've seen that with certain um artists already who have been trying to do tiktok challenges and things like that but on top of the song the music video i think even more showcases nayon as a whole like she has such a bright personality an infectious personality and i think that really comes across in the million sets uh, that they and outfits that they put in this video it was just um it was just stunning honestly yeah, let's 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 continue on with the sets and the visual component because I feel like that's where um, the presentation of Nyan is the strongest for me here because um, I I think it's it's both a brilliant piece of uh, a brilliant art direction choice and kind of a confusing one um, in a in a good way kind of that there are so many different sets there are so many different set pieces and different concepts uh, I think she fits all of them really well and I think. If I have one critique, it's that there isn't really a, a cohesive story. But again, this is not a song or music video that requires a cohesive story. So um, if you kind of just let all of that wash over and you accept the fact that she's just kind of pretty in a lot of different shots, uh, I think it all works. Um, some mm-hmm. of the shots that were just like stuck in my mind was uh, with the villas to kind of open things up. So you have uh, the white, a very summery white villas. And then you have all the different kind of locations with the diner. Um, hanging from a swing um, as a bubble, um, the synchronized swimmers, the uh, I think she's in a, a limousine truck signing autographs, so kind of showing off that she is is the idol. And then you have uh, the stage, which I feel like captures the song the best. Um, what did you think about all of those different images? And what was your favorite image that kind of stuck out to you throughout the music video? Yeah, I thought the music video actually really showcased her versatility. Um, and I think that's something that's hard to do in a group. Luckily, they've been around long enough and I've had an, enough comebacks and concept uh, directions that you've been able to see that for their group as a whole. But like within a group, especially if you see like their early music videos, each person has like their set where each person has like their thing that they're doing. That's like a very common thing, not just like the twice thing. That's just like a, usually a K-pop thing. Like each individual member has their set that they stick to. And because there are so many members given in a group, that overall you'll have a bunch of sets just by nature. But the fact that her as a soloist uh, got to have that many sets, it really showed how much she's capable of and how much she fits and why she's uh, really so central one of the biggest groups out there um i thought one of the images that stuck with me strongest was actually toward the end i think after the countdown 
she like has a jacket over her shoulder and she throws it um in between the i and the n m of m because it's like a play on words it's also i'm nyan so the jacket like sits in between the i and the m is like an apostrophe it's like a cool little visual thing that that highlights the play on words and then toward the very end of the song like in the last couple of seconds she like puts her finger in between the i and the m again just to like highlight that and i thought that was really strong it's like not overdone but it's like enough to be kind of cheeky and i like that cheeky that's perfect it it matches not just um kind of the character that she is kind of just a very fun loving bright centerpiece of um centerpiece doesn't sound correct center of of twice um but also kind of leans into the artistic nature of uh you know the play on words and the the symbolism of it all right uh, the light symbolism it's not the, the deep symbolism but you know kind of the fun nature of it uh for me uh well i'll, I'll go into the outfit the one that she has a ton of outfits so many outfits um all very summery all very modern um you know she, she's flexing the money with louis vuitton on a couple of uh, the outfits but the one that really stood out was the black and white chessboard looking thing um yeah I, I don't know what else there is to say if you don't remember it that you should probably go back and freeze frame that shot because uh it's a great outfit um, as far as the, the visual elements and the set that really stood out to me, it was uh, the pool or just anything on the stage, right? Um, I think the song itself kind of lends itself to be a little bit more of a Broadway show, show tunes type song. And I think that they utilize the stage really well. Um, if there was one critique I had about all of the images, it's that maybe cut a few of those images and focus more on the stage because I think as a stage performer, the song lends itself a little bit more to that. Um, and I think she mm-hmm. would have just done just as well, you know, with that being kind of the center point of the story of the music video, you know, the loose story of the music video. Um, let's get into the song. So, you know, it's, it's, it's brassy. It's got a bounce to it. Um, to me, I think it's a little bit, it's pretty easy, easy to digest. Um, but the crew had some things to say about kind of the dynamics of the song. And, the fact that it was short. Um, what did you think about um, some of the critiques the crew had? Um, and did that kind of align with you in any way? Yeah, with regard to the, the pacing and the length, I, I do agree. It was very uh, quickly paced. And but with regards to the length, though, I actually didn't really notice how short it was until... They pointed it out, like how short some sections were and how they kind of just like cut them off and like, let's go to the next one, go to the next one. Um, but I didn't mind be as much as the crew did, probably because I feel like with a solo song and especially a solo debut for someone who's been in a group so long, I feel like in a group song, it's important to give a dedicated amount of time to each section. Obviously, there's some variation here and there, but for each member to have their ability to shine and just do time on the like uh, on the track, you want to give everyone a, like a decent amount of time. I feel like with this track with one person, especially for a K-pop audience, you it's kind of hard to consistently give them the same voice, and that's not necessarily a, a bad thing for Nyon or any other soloist. I think that's where like it comes in where you have to like just write differently versus um, just cut off sections. But I think for the pace of this song, it works because if those sections were any longer, 
I think then it ends up feeling too dragged out versus I think right now it's like a solid length. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. The crew gave really great details to um, let me think a little bit deeper about the song than I did initially. Um, because I do want to go back to say that this song is really easy to digest and that it's a summer fun song that I can just play all day um, and just really sit with it. But for kind of looking a little bit deeper into the construction of the song and how does it accentuate Nyan as a soloist, the thing that I agreed with the most is the um, kind of the way that they played with her tone or um, kind of a lack in the way that they played with their tone, her tone um, in that there is the chorus where Warren does say that there's two parts of the chorus where one of it is very much like her character and her singing really well. Um, the right, I think it's right before the pop pop part. And then you have the other part where it kind of blends into the rest of the song. I think for me, that's where it holds it up from being a completely like, Oh my God, this is like Nyan song. Right. Um, and I think I have that reference point only because and we're going to talk about these songs later. There are other songs on the album that I feel like really capture not only her character, but her singing tone and her voice. And I feel like that is like who Nyan is. But I think for the purposes of this song, um, the speed of the song, um, thank you, Warren, for breaking it down 97 beats per minute. Um, but then with the percussion and the drum loop um, going up a little bit faster. So if you want to like technically think about the song and reconcile those two things. It's a lot faster, but she herself is not singing at that beat, right? At that pace. So I think on an energy level, this is like a K-pop at its finest, right? It's like, here you go. Um, you know, you want some high sugar candy, um, chew on this and enjoy summertime. This is it. Um, but I think, I don't know. I think again, it's, I think those parts of the song that lack for me only lack because I know I have, I have a different reference point with regards to the other songs. Um, but yeah, that's probably the only thing that really falls short for me. Otherwise, this is, to me, very good signature song of like, hey, this is Nyan. Um, and then we'll kind of see how the rest of Twice evolve as far as their solos go. Um, was there anything you want else you wanted to say as far as uh, the song and kind of what really worked for you um, with the song? Yeah, um, before that, I just wanted to speak really quickly on um, that point you made and like what the crew said about uh, her voice and her tone with regards to this song. And like potentially, I think maybe it was Anita saying she's not sure how this like uh, differentiates Nyan, um, even though it is her debut. So it's like there's only so much you can probably do there. But I feel like I thought about it a lot and I think. For, and more, more uh, Warren mentioned it too, with like her being the linchpin of the Twice sound, is that it's so hard to isolate Nyan from the traditional, at least, Twice sound, because the traditional Twice sound begins with Nyan, and not, I don't mean just like literally be, the song begins with her, which it usually uh, did, or it still does, but like literally those songs feel like they're built around her voice tone to begin with, and like all the other they write with that in mind all the other members are singing kind of to cater to that sound so it's kind of like a double-edged sword i feel like with a solo release for her specifically um because i think it's like the best choice to start with not only because she's the oldest so that's probably gonna happen no matter what but center face of the group whatever they call it and also like she's the easiest transition into a solo for a twice uh member 
also at the same time, some people might feel like this isn't different enough from a twice uh, from a twice song itself. And you said like it would be curious to see where other twice members go with it. And I'm guessing at least I'll bet like maybe twenty five cents, fifty cents that Jihyo will be next. And I think there you open up possibilities because Nine has opened this door for solos. There you open up possibilities for her show something a little different so i'm excited to see where that goes as well um yeah yeah i'm gonna jump in um with jiho i've had this thought since the 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 solo debut um i'm jumping ahead i'm so sorry everyone i think (laughs) what suits her best one is a, a vocal presence a very strong vocal presence in song but also throw her into the roaring 20s give her that Give her that retro sound, and I think mm, she can kill it. Mm. Yeah, I, I was going to save that till the end, but I, I could not help because I just had that thought all week. <laughs> it's like, oh, my Geo's next. I, I need that. I need that in my life. Um, but yeah, going back to your point about Nyan being the, the face of the group, not just vocally, um, uh, not just visually, but vocally, uh, what they said on the show was her being the tone setter. So I think that definitely plays into... I don't, I, would, I don't want to call it restrictions, but kind of the, the structure of this song, right? Because, you know, it's just her. So she's going to have a, t- a specific tone throughout the song. And because the song is so fast and then the song is um, so similar, I guess, throughout, it, it, you, you have to really be creative with how you push and pull with the dynamics of her voice and find spots to really show her character. And I think they did that well enough in the chorus, but they could have done it more, I think, is another way to put mm-hmm. it yeah but overall i think it's it's a fun song i think it's a really uh audience capturing song um and again k-pop <laughs> is everything right it's uh the visual component it's the music video it's the the promotions and the character and uh, all the photo shoots so awesome so yeah so uh, i think i think she captures all of that um any uh any last things you want to say about pop i just thought it was funny that they said cause it never even crossed my mind they said um but the rap section rap kind of section was it could have been momo doing that part it never even crossed my mind but once they said it like now i can't unhear it when i listen to the song and i thought that was really funny yeah i can't unhear that either anymore it's like because again like i'm listening to the song while i'm doing stuff while i'm like either doing work or like taking a walk so the rap isn't so um i don't know it, it doesn't enter into the song so abruptly where I'm just like, I got to focus and pay attention to it now. But now that they said it's Momo, it's like, yeah, I know it's not Momo, but I can only think of Momo when that part comes up. So <laughs> uh, <sighs> thanks. Thanks, Warren. Thanks, Anita. You guys are great. All right. Um, let's let's move into a song with a rapper on it, a JYP rapper. Um, we've got No Problem featuring Felix from Stray Kids. All right. Koro, Sardis Officer, what did you think about this being track number two on Nyan's debut? I thought this was a, a great way to continue the album because I feel like this is where you start to see more of Nyan's strengths as a sol- as a well, as a singer in general, but then obviously applying that as a soloist. Um their voice like really suits this instrumental. Well, first of all, I should say I really enjoy this instrumental. Like this instrumental is very fun. I think especially during the chorus when you can hear it, it's like way more isolated. 
I'm not great with the musical term, like terminology, but you can hear um, elements of it way more clearly in the chorus. It's like more stripped down, um, and it's way more. Uh, I think just a little more punchy, more fun. Um, and obviously, it, as it continues, I'm sure we'll get onto it. But then you get uh, a feature from another, from Felix, from from the same company, who's also a noted twice uh, fan. So I'm sure he was uh, buzzing to get this official collab uh, under his belt. I thought it was a great uh, feeling to work together, and I think it turned out well. Yeah, let's jump into that um, the chorus section that you were talking about. So I have the note that it's uh, it's got some minimalist feel to it, where they kind of give you a little bit of the instrumental and they pull it back. Um, all of this kind of wrapped in like the synthy bass um, uh, '80s. It's a, it's a keytar. I don't. I, I I'm convinced. You cannot tell me otherwise. This is a keytar. Someone <laughs> is in the studio just playing along like this. Um, it's city pop. To me, this is city pop, right? I mean, I I freaking love it. I this is this is the vibe that I'm always down for, regardless of who does it, because I feel like not not to say that it's easy to do, but there there's there's a capturing of a moment with city pop, right? Um, I probably love like almost every city pop song. Um, I don't think there's a city pop song where I can like refuse. So the fact that she's doing this, she's giving it some character. And then like you said, Felix gives it a nice contrast where he's got that, that nice spot where it just like it breaks up the song from just being an easy listening city pop song. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to shout out the, the creative team behind this. Uh, I didn't write it down. I'm so sorry. But thank you for some Daft Punk voice modulation what is happening it's like it, it it comes halfway through the song and it's like oh i i see what they're doing i see and then they, they give you more of it as the song progresses and finishes out right so man this is I, I think this is a very much a surprising song considering how high energy that first song was but again this is, is a um an album construction note right where you start with a bang and then you find a song or a genre that kind of fits into something popular, but perhaps shifts the tone, but shifts the tone in a way where you're kind of accentuating um, elements of Nyon or the soloist that you want to showcase, right? Especially with the solo debut. So I feel like this song does that just well enough without bringing you too far down, like the calm, relaxed road of just like, I want to do nothing. It's like, no, you have my attention. It's like, I'm here for it. Um, so let's, let's go to Felix. What did you think about uh, Felix's spot in this song? The, the very beginning of it, he like gives off, I also mentioned this in the Discord, he gives off like this grunt at the start of his verse. And it's not like, like most rappers, they would give like a, a slight little grunt at the beginning of their verses before that, you know, they're coming in. It's like a rapper thing. It's not usually super guttural. But uh, Felix is very, like, from the stomach. Uh, maybe he, like, overdid it a bit in the studio. And he was like, oh, we're just keeping that one in. I thought that was, that was funny. Um, but I thought it, it was a serviceable verse. Like, I didn't think it was anything crazy. I also didn't think the song needed anything crazy. I think it suited the song. Um, we already had two verses from Nyan. So it was, like, um, it wasn't, like, most collabs where you see, like, the person come in on the second verse. It was, like, later in the song just enough to switch it up to carry us through to the ending of the song so it wasn't just one note most of the way so i think i think he did his job well yeah it's definitely a feature 
Right. It's definitely just yeah. a, a drop in. Let me do a verse. Let me give some Felix character. I think it almost got to the point of a little too much Felix character, but because it was short, it was like, all right, good. Just like, let's keep this in the, in the nyan lane. Right. Um, I, I agree with everything you said. I think, um, it's, it's a nice inclusion to kind of break up the song, but like I said, it's bordering on the, oh, this is a little, uh, too aggressive, uh, Felix. Yes. <laughs> Pull it back just a little bit. Um, but overall, good spot. Um, yeah, not not the most amazing um, like rap feature, but it's not supposed to be right because it is just mm-hmm. a spot kind of in the last third of the song. Um, let's move on now to uh, the next song, track number three, with "Love Countdown" featuring Onstein. Um, this is the song that I got pinged on. Should I start? Should go I, ahead, man. Go I, ahead. I, I feel you like, think? Uh, all right. I pinged you for a reason. This is my favorite song on the album. You you know me well. Thank you, Coral. I appreciate you. Um, yeah, this is an Ari joint. Um, 100%. It pulls into the Lovebird R&B with a little bit of pop, like a sprinkling of pop with uh, the bedroom trap sounds, uh, the very distinctive bedroom trap sounds, all blended with her voice. That now you get like the full nylon picture of like, oh yeah, this is the vibe. Yep. This is this is this is how she's going to draw you in she's going to make you fall in love and then um very much a contrast now from track number one right and i think that's the cool part of it as far as the progression into the album because now you're moving into what i think is kind of her genre um again title track great pop friendly general audience friendly but in my deepest recesses of my soul i wish she just put out an r&b album with all mm. songs like this, because uh, that that's what hits me. But that's just selfishly me, right? I don't know if that would sell, but that just I would buy all of them. Yeah, I maybe I wouldn't. I don't know, man. But yeah, this one, this one gets me. Um, I, I'm gonna stop myself. I have much more, but sir, Cora, what did you think about this one? Um, and how do you feel like um she captures the trap lovebird R and B of uh, of Ariana Grande here? I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad you're you're gushing like this because this is the exact reaction I was anticipating when I pinged you. I heard it because um, the song, the album was like creeping up. It was like pop. I was like, all right, this is a good track. Love Countdown. I was like, oh, I think I might like this one a little more. And then we hit this one. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, this is the one. This is the one from this album. It will stick with me for a very long time. Let's just put it that way. Like, this is uh, joining especially early ariana this is joining uh especially the reason why i pinged you is because the last time we spoke about music to this extent was the stacy album from this year we also see songs that could fit into the same general wheelhouse of uh of r&b so i thought this was very appropriate um for us to come back together on and i just think nyan's voice on this song it's like perfect tone the perfect tone like for her uh for this genre i think she she does like the the general pop super well obviously that's like her career is built on that but i think this is where you get to see her true uh, capabilities shine because i think this like there's a certain uh what's like sincerity to her voice that's what it is. there's a certain sincerity to her voice and i think that comes through in her personality in general and uh, the fact that she also wrote this song um, feels like it's a 
I'm feeling it. This feels like the most Nyan to me on this album. So I thought she did a great job. And you can talk about the feature too, because I know you probably have a lot to say about that. She sings it high with so much control, and it matches Wanstein's tone so well. Um, so for him, mm-hmm. he has an airiness to the way he, he sings and kind of raps um, that just matches the emotional longing of what the song is representing, right? Um, it's a lot of push and pull between the two of them. Um, his first section, I thought that was his only sex- section when I first listened to it. I was like, all right, mm-hmm. cool, you got your feature, he's in. And I was thinking, okay, the song's going to wrap up soon. But then it keeps going. And then they do a back and forth where now Nyan's singing, and then you hear him in the back of that. So they're overlapping. They're coming together. It's like, what is happening? Um, and then one scene has another part near the end, kind of just a surprise. And then that gears up the tempo, right? It picks it up. It's just like, what is what? It's, it, to, to, to quote Warren again, the, the dynamism, the dynamics of the song. It's like, it, it shifts from this very like mellow R&B, lovebird R&B. It's very much the same at the end in the, the genre, but the, there's an uppityness to it. I, I don't know how else to put that. There's just a little bit more energy it picks up. And I feel like that's uh, uh, very much kind of a parallel to like falling in love where you fall in love. You, you, you tell your per- the person how you feel and then you find out, oh, they feel the same. And then all the, the feelings start to come out and you just you just kind of rush into whatever next is uh, is up for the two of you. I'm projecting. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> but I feel like for him, uh, one scene specifically, he does an excellent job of these types of features. Mm. Right. Um, I think uh, my favorite, my all time favorite feature of his is the one with Lehigh. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Same, same oh. type of emotion and feeling, right? Where it's a little bit of playfulness. Um, it's a lot of fun, but it really makes you feel like you said sincere about kind of the the connection, the relationship two people can have with each other, right? So it's like, man, just killing it with like matching with with female vocalists. I I don't know, mm-hmm. man. I'm just, yeah. Where do I go from here? I don't know. Coral, help me out. What I got you. I got you. What do you think you. about the, the feature of Wanstein? Yeah, I'm not like coming into this. I wasn't super familiar with it. I'm still not. So I didn't really know what to expect. But this has nothing to do with like like what I thought about it. But just like I heard his voice. I was like, I think I've heard him somewhere. And then you brought up that Lehigh song. I was like, I do have that on my playlist. I've definitely heard him. And that's a great song. So I'm definitely going to check out more stuff from him after after this. But um I don't. I hate to. I, I don't want to make it, make it sound like I'm dogging on Felix. He did. He did what he had to do, and he did a good job. But you said it like when you said he was definitely a feature on that song. One scene comes in on this song, and it feels like a collab versus just like he's featuring. Like he feels like he's in the the fiber of the song more than he's just like placed on top of the song. Like I've, the song doesn't work without him, and the song obviously doesn't work without Nyan. Like it's just like a perfect meeting of their worlds. I don't even know him well enough to say like how accurate that is, but that's how convincing he was in his delivery, and his. Uh, and then the second time he comes back in, and then obviously his ad libs over the top of the later chorus. It's just everything worked together so well for this to be a song that just have on loop, and I think um, obviously they're not exactly same kind of artist at least from what i've heard so um, i obviously i don't know enough about him but it felt like as 
genuine as like an early Ariana Mac Miller combination from like their early days. Rest in peace, Mac. But uh, early days for their their chemistry on song on a song, you could definitely feel that. Um, so I was glad to hear it, and I definitely want to hear more from him. Yeah, man. Um, it tells a story um, in in a very subtle way where you don't have to pay attention to the song completely, but you get it. Um, at least I did. Like there are times where I'm just like I have the song in the background, but I know the ebbs and flows and the moments of the song, um, almost like a movie. You know, kind of just the the way that the story plays out. And um, I think a lot of that is with the song structure, like you said, um, where it's uh, it starts with her, and then he comes in, almost like two separate people, and then they come together at the end. It's a beautiful, beautiful ending, and it's uh, yeah, man, this the song does it for me. I, I don't want to say like so big grand things about this song in the sense that it's like my favorite b-side of the year but it's pretty close like man like it's definitely up there definitely up there right like if i had to make a list of my favorite b-sides i think like 90 percent of them would be r&b songs and then it would be like this in the top like 10 percent. so man it's good it's if you want nyan's character as an older mature k-pop musician mixed in with a little bit of r&b and hip-hop this is it. This is where you go. All right. I mean, we got to move on, unfortunately. So next track. Um, I love it. I love it, too. I feel like right here in the middle of the album, it kind of picks up. There's there's some stuff that's going on. that's a, It's now different enough from the title track. So we have Candy Floss. Man, there's, there's some stuff here. So I started the last one. I'm going to throw it to you. What did you think about Candy Floss? Yeah, maybe. Uh. Okay, well, okay, I'll just go. Um, I had mentioned to you when we said we were doing this, there's a song that I was a bit iffy on on the album, at least first listen. And I, was, I don't think it's like bad or anything. And I've come around on it for sure. But for, so, for an album um, that I have very high praise for, you'll see toward the end of this, I was like, well, maybe this is the one bump in the road. But I think by now it's been some time. I do enjoy it quite a bit. But I think my hesitations came from I felt like on there's a lot of empty space in the song um but between a lot of the phrases and maybe that's because it's like it feels like the song has like a marching kind of rhythm that maybe that's just where that comes from but I felt like oh we could be doing more here but I think the chorus is catchy enough and uh does enough with her like voice falsetto wise for me to to be invested, but I think it's just I'm a bit harsh on it because it falls in between my spoiler two favorite songs on the album, so I'm a bit harsh. But what do you think? Yeah, man, uh, no problem. Um, I, I the the space in the song, um, I definitely noticed that too on a first listen and repeat listens. Um, but like you said, I think it, it does grow on you, and I think that there's a there's a bit of a purpose, right, where they kind of use that empty space to kind of fill in with other elements of the song to shift the gears a little bit because it does start off like fairly minimal you don't really know what genre or what direction the song is going to at least me personally um but i kind of landed on this very uh 80s video game a lot of video game sounds um whether that was the the retro space invaders pew pew pews or kind of the I don't know, the, the the different effects, kind of the saxophone that was incorporated in a lot of ways. I think it's a saxophone. 
So I think on that end, um, instrumentally, I think they do some really cool, interesting things that is not in the album, right? This is like the first song that does that here. So I like that about this song a lot as well. Um, this this was this song didn't have uh, that strong of a feeling, um, as strong of a feeling for me as it did you. Let's put it that way. Like I really liked it. I noticed the song, and I think the elements of the song. Uh, made it fun, playful for me enough where it's like, all right, cool. It's another song. It's like it's a it's a stopgap song to get between like the 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 genre that she's kind of pulling through, the thread that she's pulling through throughout the song. So um, I think overall it's a pretty cool song. Um, like I said, well, I didn't say this ahead, but I, I wrote this down. I think there's a world, there's a universe where this song is a title track. There's parts of it that I can see if it was mm. re- reworked where it's like, oh, yeah, the chorus just needs like a little bit of punch. Right. They need that hook, that killing part, the, the killing part in, in the chorus for the song. Right. Um, but I think because it's a B-side, it's kind of intentionally supposed to be a little bit less punchy than, than the title track. So um, I think that's where I land on it. But I think it, it does feel like it, it could head in that direction as far as the, the way it's composed. Um, any other thoughts yeah. you have on uh, Kenny Floss? To the song's credit, for sure. Sorry, sorry. I was lagging a bit, so I might have cut you off there. But um, to the song's credit, I think it perfectly serves its role in the pacing of the album and its uh, position in the album. I think with albums and especially uh mini albums I, I, I don't know i gotta think about that more but i think impressions are super important especially when you're talking beginnings of albums and ends of albums and i think that's where a lot of groups and artists in general find struggles in the middle of the album i think this song does enough as like the direct middle song to keep you going into the back half of the album so i think it does its job well Nice, nice. That's yeah, that's a great way to put it. Right. It's it's the it's the midpoint, it's the check-in. It's like, hey, you're still here, we're all still here, we're uh we're gonna keep this party going. Alright, um let's move on now to the next song, All or Nothing. It's a very dramatic title, but um I think I love the song in general. Um this is your you said this is you spoiled it, so this is your other favorite song. Go into it. Why do you love this song? Why is this your second favorite song on the album? Yeah, well, let me make clear. Uh, Love Countdown is clear number one. That's just, we're all on the same page there. Uh, I know it is for you as well. But um, All or Nothing, and I don't know, I, I had said this before, and I think, I don't know if it's a coincidence or not, but I feel like this song, in conjunction with uh, Love Countdown, feels like the most like Nyan we haven't necessarily heard a lot of before and this happens to be the only other song on the album that she wrote um, if I'm not mistaken I feel like there's like a lot of authenticity that comes through in her singing of these those two songs especially and obviously with this one which is a lot slower a lot more personal it feels um and I don't like it's a type of song that I tend to like in general, but it only works if the vocalist works. And I think the vocalist does work here. And I think it also does a great job in the album of having, because I feel like the album gives you a bit of everything 
Um, like we talked about this, I think at some point before, both like K-pop albums being less cohesive and more like a playlist. Um, kind of for like Warren's leading that discussion, on um, one way or the other. But I think this song, this album, both has playlist vibes where it's like there's a, a lot of different stuff happening, but it also comes through as a cohesive album with the the pacing and the position, the the, the track ordering of these songs. Um, so I think they actually did a great job on both fronts there to please album purists and the, the general K-pop fans. Yeah, it's a great it's a great balance, I'd say. Um, I mean, it's twice, so they're very general audience, public facing, public friendly. So you do want an album that isn't so overly like this intellectual taxing endeavor, right? For for mm-hmm. music heads like you and I who just want all of the the meaning behind the the structure of an album. So there has to be a little bit of fun and lightness to it. And I think it does um, capture that. But I mean, like you said, it, it, there's some subtlety in the way that the songs are placed where it makes a lot of sense, um, both sonically and kind of thematically with how the songs, uh, what the songs are saying. Right. Um, so all or nothing. Um, the first thing that really like stood out to me, she sings, she sings, my God. Um, I don't, no, well, there's two songs in this album that really showcase her singing. Like, I think if you were to point someone into that direction of who doesn't know what Nyan sounds like as a singer or just like needs an example, um, it's All or Nothing and Sunset. But there's just something in yeah. this song where uh, I think, like you said, there's there's almost a bookend feeling to it, right? Or you have Love Countdown, Candy Floss, All or Nothing, but then you have those two songs bookending kind of this emotion, this feeling. Um, again, it's a very pop R&B song, but in a very different way. I think it removes some of the trap elements from all um, from Love Countdown and really just like eases you into a much more chill emotional state. Um, the thing that was super impressive that I think is unique, but probably one of my favorite things in, about this entire album is the way that she sings this chorus. She does this thing where she's singing, she's rapping, almost narrating. And at the end of her breath, she's like catching her breath and moving on to the next line. It's almost like she's trying to like chase after her next word, but it doesn't feel mm. like it's, she doesn't feel pressed. Right. But she's, she's almost like, it's very, it's, there's a breathiness to it, but it's, it's, it's giving you a sense of urgency. And I'm just like, Wow. One, like amazing that the, the, the team or her herself decided on that. But two, it's like, I wonder what that sounds like. Like sounds like live, but I think she could also do it. Right. So it's like, oh, dang, it's like dang, that that is impressive. So I think as far as a risk and kind of a musical flex, that's a musical flex that's subtle. I don't know if like I I can't recognize that anywhere else. Let's put it that way. Like I haven't been able to pinpoint that specific stylistic choice in singing in any other song in recent memory. Um, I don't know if that's like confirmation mm-hmm. bias or anything, but I mean that that was just so unique to me. I was like, "Damn, girl, kill it!" Um, and then it does complement the the theme of the song, right? Like all or nothing, kind of being in a relationship, kind of just deciding, right, if um, you are going to dedicate yourself to this person that you clearly have uh, an inflection point, a point of conflict with, or it's, that's it. You're done. It's over. Um, which is a very big moment in someone's life in a relationship life cycle. Right. So um, I think all of that's very much paired into the, how she sings the song. Right. And it's just like, Oh, that's, that's good. Like, there's some stuff in here. 
Um, yeah, I, I, God, I, I, I somehow get into like this emotional projection of like relationships and romance. So I apologize. <laughs> um, help, uh, that's great. Help, help me out of here. So what are, so close this out. What did you, what are your final thoughts about this song specifically and how, um, you know, the song plays into the structure of the album, but also kind of plays into getting a peek into Nyan's psyche, her emotions, kind of how she feels about the world. Um, you know, she did write it. Um, what's your interpretation of just how this is a reflection of who she is? Yeah. Well, first, I think it's uh, it's great that you have these emotional projections because I think that's one of the, the the powerful things about music and about good music especially. And I, um, I think that points to the strength of this album and Nyan as a soloist, as we've seen, that she's able to pull this out of people, and especially in the two songs that she uh, happened to write. So I feel like, like this song. Uh, I'm sorry, I forgot the second half of the question. Oh yeah, uh, how she, how she, like how this, um, her writing the song fits with her as a as a human. Um, I feel like. Well, one, this song is the song that feels most like on the album that it couldn't be done as a group. And I think that's interesting. It's up there with some of the other ones, but I feel like this song, it needed to be her all the way through, both sonically and because obviously it's fitting her as a as a person. I feel like Nyan, I'm, I'm not, obviously I don't know her, but like from what she projects as a as an idol, is someone that will give her all two things, and obviously this this song she's talking about like in a relationship sense, but to be able to be where she is, give her all in life, and I feel like this song is just like a version of that. We're talking about love or uh, just general love, which obviously which most songs tend to be about, but I think it just fits in general with her and. Uh, it's bearing fruit, obviously, in her career from where she is. So either you're gonna you're gonna go all the way, and in most relationships they say it was like a saying, like you can't be fifty fifty. It's one hundred one hundred. And I think with her and being the best idol she can be, it's one hundred one hundred, like definitely. So I think it's uh, showing itself. That was beautiful, man. That was beautiful. All right. Um, yeah, I, I have nothing else to add to that. That was uh, an excellent, excellent close out to that great, incredible song. All or nothing. Great song, guys. All right. Let's move on now to the penultimate song. The second to the last song on the album. Happy birthday to you. All right, I'll start. This is this is cheese at its finest as far as the title, the lyrics, the concept of the song. Um I first wrote down like, oh, perhaps this is a fan song, but it's still there's a little bit of a, uh, what's the word, uh, closeness to the song, right? It feels like it's a little intimate still. You're saying happy birthday to you specifically, um, and you know, if you took that out of it and you listen to the song, you're like, oh, this is just a really cool poppy R&B song. Again, matching so many of the other songs on this album. So I think there's two parts of my brain for this song. There's the music side where I'm just listening to it, the sonic side where, yeah, fits in the themes, fits in the threads of everything that I've I've been listening to. And then there's the jokiness of uh, happy birthday to you. Uh, Almost a disconnect with it all. I think it's fun. I think it's a 
interesting choice to put near the end of the album, but I don't know. I don't know. Ultimately, the song sounds great, so I'm good with it. But man, this song is uh, making me think in a lot of different directions. Um, what did you think about "Happy Birthday to You"? Yeah, this one's this one's funny because um, I was like, I was feeling similarly. I guess when I saw the title, I was like, I don't know like, where this is gonna go. Uh, this is like a tough title to uh, like to take seriously, um, like for like a song that's not just like a, a rendition of the traditional "Happy Birthday to You" or "Happy Birthday Song" or whatever. Um, so when I heard it, it's like sonically, it's so far left field from what I would have expected, given the title, that it was like surprisingly great in that aspect, and maybe that's. A clever way to title a song to catch me off guard and have me thinking of it more highly than I would have. Um, I think uh, the chorus, especially, is like the best version of elevator music you can make. And it's, I don't know if most people would have thought of it this way, but once you go back and listen to it, you can definitely feel the elevator rise. Well, that and Red Velvet's LP, I think, uh, if anyone's heard that, I think that's also a pretty good elevator song. But this song, or like Nintendo Wii music, it's like uh, one of the two, but it has like like certain dun 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 like parts of the instrumental that feel like it could also fit uh, Wii music generally. But I, I just I don't have much to say about it, honestly, other than what I already said. I just think it was a solid like album song and a surprisingly good song, and I think it works well to keep the energy like descending as we go into the final song of the album like it doesn't all of a sudden pick back up to like an unrealistic height it's like it's surprising for its title but it's also it fits where where the album's going yeah i think it's it's about separating what the title says and then just listening to the song because i agree i think it matches Mm -hmm. the the tone of the album really well um it's a great lead up to the last song both um, instrumentally and also with her singing. I feel like she really sets you up to get into Sunset, right? Um, she's, she's in her bag here. She's got a lot of control, but when you get to Sunset, you know she's holding back a little bit extra, right? There's there's more to it, right? So I, I think overall, uh, again, uh, conflict, I guess like internal conflict, trying to like piece the song together, but overall... Um, it's a good song. I think really good song if you can separate the title and the message of the song, which is kind of weird, right? All right, let's get into the last song, the final song on the album. We've got Sunset. This is a, a loungy, loungy song. Um, Koro, what'd you think? What did you think about the emotion that this song pulled out of you? Pulled out from Nyan's voice, her, her presence, her being. Um, what'd you think about Sunset? Yeah, Sunset is tough because I feel like with songs like this, I always have the least amount to say because this is like a typical album ending song. That's not like a negative or a positive thing. It's just like it makes sense. So it's not like surprising in any way. But I think with this song, and you mentioned before with All or Nothing, if anyone was doubting Nyan's vocal ability 
coming into this album, she really let people know that she is capable, like very capable. Because um, I know there's there's some discussion there. I will get into that, but I I have always believed in her ability, and she is flexing in this album. I think in ways people might not have expected from Twice songs. Um, well, you hear it in B side sometimes too. But anyway, um, this song, um, this song, I think really you can feel like a a calming nature to it i remember uh shout out ben from who's active in the twice channel was trying to go to bed after this album released um who and he's obviously way too excited i uh, noted nyan stan ben um but i was like hey just throw on sunset and and vibe out until you knock out because this song is just like it's right there with you to coast that was yeah. a weird ending to the phrase. <laughs> Go ahead. No, it's uh, you, you captured it well. I think you you vibe out to it, um, and I think it's all captured really well. One with the title of the song and the themes. Two in the fact that she's really able to flex vocally. Right, it's uh, the majority of the song just rests on her as a singer, which is incredible. Um, and I, I didn't mention this in the Wanstein song, um, Love Countdown, but there is a good amount of English in this album. Um, I think even in the Felix song, right? It's like, it feels like it's almost all English. The chorus here is, it starts off in English. So it really just like sets you up if you're not a fluent Korean speaker or understander. That's not a word, um, but you hear it, right? So in my dream, I just gave you my star. I feel silly when you look into my eye, into your eyes, right? So it's a little cheesy, it's a little corny, but the way she sings it and the fact that she's setting you up with this idea of the sunset, which is the end of the day. Um, a lot of metaphors of just things coming to an end um, being this album, but also remembering the moment, the moments that, led up to this point right how everything is a beautiful moment and that even though you're going into the night you're no longer able to see the brightness of the day but the beauty beneath the beauty within the beauty that is nyan still exists and i feel like all of that's very much captured with uh the the lyric writing here in the song um i did read the translations um i try to do that mm. just to kind of get a sense of the song even though i know it's not a perfect translation sometimes but I feel like it very much encapsulates um, a lot of feelings of love and romance, right? And, you know, they mentioned on the show that um, as Twice transitions into kind of this mature um, aspect of their life, I mean, they are in their mid-20s now. Um, Nyan's over 25, right? She's, in K-pop terms, she's not young, right? Yeah, she was born in 95. Yes, uh, yeah. Oh, here, yeah, jeez. Um so it's one of those where it's like you you do want to see them kind of progress and evolve as far as how they feel about the world and love and romance. And I feel like it, you can go from um, high teen, which is so popular now, and just like puppy love. And then you go into your early 20s where you're just like confused. You're just always in conflict. And then you're in your mid 20s going into your 30s thinking like, yeah, I need to like chill out. I need to just like be content, but also be appreciative of the moments. Right, because everyone's gonna have up and downs with regards to relationships, and I feel like, you know, um, 
She does she does that well here as far as the messaging. Yeah. I, I, I'm going through something this summer where I'm just like feeling all kinds of ways. Uh, <laughs> Nyan definitely has me feeling that kind of way. Um, yeah. Again, I love this album. I can listen to it. I have been listening to it. And uh, I feel like she does weave a great story with with the album. Um, Koro, well, what, are your, what are your closing thoughts on, on this song, on Sunset? How it's uh, kind of the sunset to her story here. Yeah, I think, well, one, let, let, let Naya accompany you this summer with all these feelings. Let, let, just let these songs, she has a, a soundtrack to your life, maybe. There's something for, for all parts of the day, all feelings of the week, all, all themes of the month. Naya is there for you, so just let, let it happen. Um, but yeah, I think this is a great wrap-up to the album. Just, if you think about it, I didn't even think about this to literally five seconds ago. As we're transitioning through this album, this feels like a natural place to arrive at, given everything that's come before. But if you really look at it, comparing this song to pop, beginning of the album, it's like night and day. It's sunset to sun. Well, no, that's not sunrise. Pop is like literally like midday, afternoon, sun, top, and then sky. But it's like they couldn't be more different in energy and feeling and everything. The fact that this album went from pop to sunset and it, and it felt supernatural as we got there, uh, I think really shows the strength of this album. And for why, it's why this album is a definite album, uh, album of the year contender for me. So we'll be curious to see how that continues. Yeah, no, uh, I feel very similarly in a lot of ways. Um, I mean, I can kind of like go into my process. I really like talking about music. I like talking about music that moves me. I like talking about full stories with regards to just how albums are constructed or in, or, and are composed, right? So um, for me, I, I'm very selective. And the fact that like Nyan's album, if I'm being completely honest, I didn't think this entire album was going to come out this way. I didn't think from mm. start to finish I was going to have a complete story. I thought I was going to have... Not, not to say that Twice albums don't do this, but they don't do it to this degree. Like, I don't know... Um, there isn't, like, a central focal point that I can point to. Like, okay, this is what they were trying to accomplish in the same way yeah. that Nyan's album accomplished it, right? Um, maybe I just need to go back into Twice albums, but uh, I'm... For me, Twice is... They have a ton of songs. I like them all. But I can't really pick and choose like an album to listen to. It's like, oh, this album has like five bangers. And then this album has another How three. special. <laughs> right? Yeah. How special. And like three, three or four bangers over here. And it's like, I'm going to put these songs together and make my own playlist. Right? And it's like, this is twice. This is, this is twice either in, from 2017 to 2019 or 20 to 22. And like the, the eras where it's like this. It's like, oh, no, Imnayan, this album mm-hmm. captures this moment in time for her. So that's why I'm just like, oh, yeah, I got to talk about this because I, I, I love the progression of the songs, like you said. Um, you know, it, it drops you right into the middle of summertime. But I mean, we're, we're here end of June, midsummer, um, not mm. the movie. But, you know, that's what, <laughs> that's what pop is. It, it drops you into all the summer warm feelings, the brightness, the sunshine. And then eventually you do have to get to the end of the end of the day, end of summertime, kind of the sunset. So, yeah, no, just a, a really well constructed, well balanced album as a whole so yeah warren put this on your playlist check it out i know you're doing a whole listen through so um yeah i'd uh, love to hear your your thoughts warren all right um coro 
Let's move into some closing thoughts. So it's been a minute since we, we chatted about music, chatted in general. Um, how's life? Um, how's your summer going? Uh, it's been it's been all right so far. Um, successfully graduated from college, so done with that. Chapter's done, finally. Um, and I, I mentioned to you before we started recording, but um, I'm a bit all over the place right now because I recently, very very recently, got a new puppy. So um, that's like consuming my entire life right now. But I'm I'm glad, more more happy for it. So I'm having a an all right summer so far. How about, how about you, Crispy? Nice, man. Congratulations. I think belated congratulations. I don't think I even said that to you back when you... you I didn't mention it. (laughs) Well, there you go. Breaking news for everyone. Koro is uh, done with college and now um, is going off into life, whatever life is. (laughs) Oh, man. It's a a time. We're going to stay optimistic. We're going to stay positive. So for me, uh, very busy. Uh, My internet cut out Monday. Uh, there was construction, and they ripped out the cable from the ground, and I didn't have internet, so I didn't, I wasn't able to work for half of the day on Monday, and then I had to go into the office the rest of the week. You know, not bad, like having to leave your house. So maybe it was a good thing that I eventually had to like leave my house and do stuff instead of just staying home. But um, I, I think catching up the past two days was stressful, but now I'm all caught up, so I'm feeling pretty good. Um, big picture, summertime, this, this feels like the least planned I've ever had summer. Um, not in the sense Mm. of like, like the pandemic summers were just like, you couldn't do anything. So it felt Mm. very restrictive where now it's like, yeah, you can do something. Everyone's going out and traveling. I don't have plans, but I also feel like I'm the most free I've ever been where it's like, I can just like up and go wherever, whenever, like on a Saturday Mm. morning. Right. (laughs) Um, and I've, I've been kind of doing that. Um, I, I have a trip in a few weeks to go to Tahoe with some friends, but again, it's not like a big trip. It's just like two nights and we're just chilling, um, barbecue and, you know, stand by the lake, I think is, is the plan. Um, and then there are a bunch of concerts and shows that I was fortunate enough to get tickets to. Yeah. Um, I didn't get any of the big shows so no no aspa that just happened in this past week um i will not be going to head in the clouds but i did get kcon i think that okay is, i think that's what i'm looking forward to most um yeah it's uh it, it, kind of a lot i'd say because i had to get two separate single day tickets um, instead of like the bundle where it's a little cheaper but you know it worked out and i get to see everyone so I get to see uh, Cosmic Girls. I get to see Wujuso, um, Luna, um, and who else am I missing? Um, Kepler, Lightsum, Itzy, Nmix, all the girl groups, man. That's that's it. Um, but kind of on a smaller scale, I'm kind of looking forward to like these smaller shows. So there's this one mm. kind of like small music festival uh, with Japanese Breakfast. So she's performing in the Bay Area. In August, so that's I think that's the one I'm like super looking forward to because I don't know if many people know about that show. Um, yeah, because it's part of another like women only like music festival, like women performers, uh, all like indie oh, artists. Cool. 
So yeah, it, it's one of those. Um, yeah, that's that's my summer. It's if it, I feel like I'm the least pressed I've been in years. <laughs> so <laughs> I think a lot of that has to do with uh, the pandemic, but also now I'm like free to not be pressed, right? So oh, all good stuff. All yeah, right. so actually, speaking of about to wrap up, sorry. Yeah. Speaking of concerts, I, I I have to mention this. Um, I went to. DC's uh, New York show, DC, sorry, Dreamcatchers, in case you aren't initiated. Um, I know you are, but most others. Um, Dreamcatchers uh, show on the 28th, which was yesterday as of recording, and I still haven't recovered, probably will never recover, but they are just as great as you might think they are live. So, And Xi'an's vocals are real. I'll, I'll just give you that much. They are, they, are, they are the real deal. So All of them, of course, they're all amazing, but you know, she's like the belter, so you got to hear that power. The mic couldn't handle it. Let's just put it that way. Um, but great stuff, great stuff. I completely forgot, and this is why we couldn't record on Tuesday, but also a good reason why we couldn't record on mm. Tuesday. I didn't have internet. So, all right, uh, my life has been all over the place. I got to ask. We got to do a mini show review. All right, so tell me about the show. Oh, okay. What time did it start and how early? What time did it start? Was it um, assigned seating? And then what, how early did you get there before they let you in? Okay, 7.30 start time. Doors opened at 6. Thanks to uh, the, the Ticketmaster wizard, Shin Boy, who actually secured my ticket for me. So I had a seat in the mezzanine, I think it's called. So I actually I was able to show up like whenever I wanted and just got to chill. I just had to wait on the line, obviously, but I, it was like pretty chill. Like no one, I wasn't jostling for a, a spot in GA um, with most other people. But yeah, it was hectic. GA was definitely hectic and uh, secret. Uh, actually, the tip I got tipped off by Shinboy. I was able to slowly make my way into GA toward the end of the show, uh, toward the encore, just to get to see him a little closer up. Um, but for the for the most part, I was just chilling in the back. Nice man. Yeah, Shinboy with all the all the tips, man. Thanks thanks for looking out for 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 the friend for the homie Koro. Um, all right, so tell me about the show. So you 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 know confirmed of the the vocalists, um, but I guess overall, how was the set? And did did it feel like the entire discography kind of played together? Because you know sometimes certain songs from different eras sound different. Did did it just feel like a really mm-hmm. nice tight cohesive package? It felt like even better than I thought it could have been, and that's weird to say because I I love. All of their title tracks. I love a lot of their B sides. They have one of the the most cohesive uh, discographies I think in K-pop. It's like in terms of like title tracks and B sides, it's like Red Velvet, them, and then as more recently, Twice for me. Like in terms of they have it all. And I obviously being the first show of the of this tour. I had no clue what was happening going in. Like, there's no set list. Now there is out there, so if anyone wants to look it up, you can. But I had no clue going in, and I was better for it because every time a B-side came on, that was one of my favorites because they just literally, it's like they, they went into my phone, they checked out, what, what are their favorite B-sides? They played them back to back to back, and I was just, like, stunned by how I, like, was cheering in my seat to myself. Like, oh, they played my other favorite one. Oh, my other favorite one, my other favorite one. And... It was just magical, the fact that they were able to bring out so many of my favorite songs in the set list across... Because obviously this is their first time here since COVID. Like, they came 
uh, I think December 2019, so it's like right before COVID. And since then, they went on the run of like Scream, Boca, Arai, like the dystopian stuff. And then obviously now they have Maison, they have Cuz, uh, like all these super big songs, like they're more popular songs, I think, uh, as of recent. So it was great that they were able to perform all the bangers that everyone wanted to see, like in such force. What was your favorite song? What's the song that you recommend whoever goes to future shows? You put down your phone and you just experience it. Ooh. Oh, I might just have blown straight into the mic. Sorry. But, um, oh, that's so tough. Cause obviously I have songs that are like my favorite generally, but in terms of songs that really hit and, and, Okay, I'll say this, and this is a slight spoiler in case you don't want to know the track list. For, uh, they performed Deja Vu, which isn't even my favorite, like, I like that song, but it isn't even my favorite title track from them. But I think that's because that's the last song they they released before their last tour and before COVID. Bands were more comfortable with that, like, the fan chant for that, because everything else, everyone's, like, was just cheering generally. For most of them, but that one, like the fan chants were strong, and that song builds in such a way that you can feel the energy of the crowd slowly ramp up, ramp up, ramp up until like the cathartic climax of that song, where everyone's just like next level excited. Um, so I think that was, that was, everything was great. So it's hard to put that ahead, but um, that was a unique experience, I think, from the show. And uh, last last question to kind of wrap up the uh, show recap. But what was your favorite side moment um, where they didn't play music and they just like clowned on stage? Were there any uh, any uh, fan service moments that you're just like, oh, this is happening? Because uh, I do remember in the LA show that there was a very infamous video of a uh, specific member turning around. Uh, it will just put it that way. So, uh, yeah, to keep it PG, mm, mm. Uh, were there any moments like that that really uh, <laughs> stuck in your memory for whatever reason? Um, generally, they were very um, comfortable with each other. Let's, uh, let's put it that way. But um, and just I think very excited because it's the first show of the tour. So you get like a, a certain type of energy that comes with like, like finally like months and months of preparation. You finally release that in one big go. So there's great energy, but I think honestly, the best moment of the show, which isn't necessarily super like crazy or anything, but they actually stopped the show multiple times to hand out waters to the crowd. It was really hot yesterday. I was chilling in the back, to be honest, but I, I was general in the city yesterday, and assuming the pit, it was ridiculous, and they could probably feel the heat on the stage. So um, I was thinking in my head like this could go on forever because everyone's just say, oh, I want water too. I want like the members to hand me a water. But uh, I think the fact that they took the time, they like called out to the staff, the staff of the, both the place and of the venue and like their staff, like, Oh, can we get more water, more water and make sure that like everyone like pass it back, get to the second floor. Like everyone makes space for each other. Don't push. And I just think they were um, really genuine people. I think in that moment, rather than, Obviously, their performances are going to be over-the-top amazing, but you get to see, like, the real uh, authenticity there. That's incredible. Man, 
Um, it, it sometimes it happens at music festivals and like bigger shows, but the fact that they mm-hmm. did it during you know a small venue, an indoor venue, where it's like almost you almost need it more than is an outdoor venue, um, really shows how much they they care about you know the fans that were there and um, you know appreciate the fact that they could be out again, you know, performing live on tour. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, all all good. I, I'm feeling like I was there, even though I wasn't. I'm just like associating these memories now. It's like this transference. It's like, was I there? Did I experience that too? No, no <laughs> That's that powerful. Yeah, truly. Yeah, and then you, you 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 retold it well. So I'm just like, I'm all here for it. I'm just like experiencing it with you, man. No, Coral, that was a uh, yeah, great times. I'm glad that you had a good time. I'm glad that you had like the perfect spot and like you experienced everything you needed to. So good stuff, man. All right, um, Coral. I think that's it. I think you, you got anything else? <laughs> um, any other thoughts um, about anything? I, I think we're life? running long, so I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to oh, destroy man. the audience with with the crazy episode. Uh, I think we did it. It was great. I think at this point we're just like, hey, if you're still here, welcome. We're just gonna buy. <laughs> so, yeah, just vibe with us. <laughs> for real. No, we could keep going, but I guess we should wrap it up. So yeah, we could go all night, really. So. For real. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Soju Sessions on the Soju Talk Nation podcast feed. Subscribe on YouTube, follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and continue the conversation on the Soju Talk K-Pop Podcast Discord. For Koro, I'm Crispy, and this has been the Soju Sessions. Pop, pop.